We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. Can I get some free steak? (laughs) You having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Today, we have a movie. Last week was a first-time watch for me. This week is a first-time watch for me and a first-time watch for Caroline. Our Patreon group for a lot of, really as long as I've been doing the show, people have told me about Vision Quest. You should do Vision Quest. You need to do Vision Quest. It's been nominated before. And spurred by uh, patron Dan, uh, I'm not, not going to dox him, uh, but Dan has, has, has championed this movie, uh, Dan and some others, and it has happened. We are talking Vision Quest, an interesting flick. Uh, definitely an interesting flick. Good episode with, with me and Caroline. Uh, before we get into it, mentioning that Patreon group, shout out to a new patron, Catherine Pickerel. Big thanks to Catherine for joining the Patreon, supporting the show. That is very appreciated. Also want to shout out last week's new patron, Ethan Lavery. Uh, I, as, as I said, pronounced the last name wrong. So uh, shout out Ethan and shout out to our all of our Patreon group and our big chill producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Samson, and Zach Ritz, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, Classic Stadium Fire, and Kevin Inkleman. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash big screen sports and you get to vote on movies for the show to cover. You get to nominate movies for the show to cover. Patrons had uh, still have two polls up. For rom-com month, if you want to get your last-minute votes in for rom-com month, you better join today or tomorrow. Uh, two more polls, at least two, will go up in in February for movies in March. Uh, you also get schedule updates, ad-free episodes. There's a Patreon feed, or you know, a, an ad-free Patreon feed for these folks, and and those episodes do go up early sometimes. Um, you know, not sure if this one will, but sometimes they go up on a Friday if you want a little early fix. So that's there. Uh, and you get merch uh, there. You know, we've got stickers, we've got magnets, we've got some buttons. So at certain tiers, you, you get merch and a, and a Christmas thank you that I sent out this year. So um, big thanks to the patrons for supporting this show. And I I posted this in, in the in the Patreon page uh, in something I, I wanted to, to quickly touch on and just thank everyone, not just people who are supporting, but 
Um, I, I posted to thank the patrons that uh, I use all the money I make from, or you know, all, all the profit I make from content, which is this. It's my other show from Feeding on the Farm. It's writing endeavors. It's things like that. And I try to use a lot of that and, and put it into kind of a vacation fund for me and my family. And this past week, uh, me and my wife were able to take our nine-year-old Grayson to Disney World uh, for family vacation. We gave it to him for Christmas. And the the Patreon group and folks who listen to this show, because there is, I, I do get a um, you know an, an amount every month, an ad split from the network Blue Wire. Um, anyone who supports the show via the Patreon or just listen to the show, um, help make that happen. And it was a really special trip for us, a really special trip for for Grayson. And so anyone who supports the show, whether you're a, a patron supporting or not, help has has influenced that. And so um, I'm just very grateful. I'm, I'm very thankful that, that people still listen to the show, um, you know, banter with us on Twitter. Uh, quite the uh, quite the debate about this movie Vision Quest in my, in my tweets tonight. So that's that's been um, that's been interesting. But, uh, you know, so thanks to all the listeners. Special thanks to the patrons uh, for for helping make that happen. Um, and so if folks, if you want to if you want to get a get a bigger say in the show, and uh, and help support patreon.com slash big screen sports is the way to go. Uh, with that, it's me and Caroline talking vision quest. Let's get into it. It could be worse. Hey, shoot! Careful, Mom. Shoot! Yeah? Do I know you? Loud and swing, Thompson High. Think you'll make a way? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so too. All right. Returning to big screen sports after a one week hiatus. My co host, Caroline Darney. Caroline, how are you doing tonight? Oh, man, Kyle. <laughs> This is going to be just... a hell of an episode. Oh, goodness. Uh, I am doing great. Uh, <laughs> things hell are Hell of an episode. <laughs> I just realized that we are going from what we're talking about tonight into rom-com. So that's, <laughs> this is a nice lead-in as a lovely rom-com. This is perfect a, transition. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we get into that, what's going on at Bet for the Win? Well, I don't know if you heard, but we're getting closer to the Super Bowl. Um, so sure come on by for all of the potential NFL postseason combinations. But also, uh, come by and check out some odds for Best Picture. The Oscars, yeah. all sorts of stuff. So DraftKings actually has odds for the Oscars. Normally that stuff was all previously like offshore, you know, scandalous, whatever. <laughs> um, and so now all of you know, best picture, best actor, best actress, supporting all of some of not every category, I don't think, unless they've recently updated it, but um, uh, so it's really exciting. We've actually had a lot of really solid oscars coverage in the past since they announced the nominations um you know like are you gonna be betting with your heart are you, are you gonna put some skin in the game on top gun maverick just in case they are they it's have probably, the third best odds. Great odds they have the third best yeah. odds it's like really plus a thousand what is it what's above it everything everywhere all at once is is the front runner fableman's no so top Car? gun maverick being ahead of 
Fablemans just makes me laugh <laughs> because it's it's like a thousand and like eleven hundred. So those are like three, four. Okay. Uh, second is um, the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, we, we, I think we exchanged some dialogue on the Banshees of Inisherin. I enjoy. Look, I, I, I liked it. Enjoyed it. Um, I think I, I like In Bruges more, but I really liked Banshees of Inisherin. I thought Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson were fantastic. They do and, great together. Uh, Barry Barry Keegan is amazing. Yeah, so he's getting a lot of love, and yeah. I don't think that that's necessary. So my biggest thing right now is I'm a little upset that so I didn't see the Woman King. I know Viola Davis was one that people thought should have been nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard great things about her performance. Mm-hmm. My big That'll snub. Be on Netflix soon, so we will. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, watching. good. My snub is I think Jonathan Major should have been nominated for Devotion because I think he was flawless in that movie. And I know I'm biased <laughs> for a lot of reasons, like naval aviation, doing the junket, loving Jonathan Majors. It was, you know, the whole project was speared by Glenn Powell. Like, I understand that. But is he, and I also don't understand how it doesn't get, and Top Gun should have been in cinematography. I don't know how you have actual planes mm. that you're trying to film and do an incredible job of filming and not get some sort of cinematography <laughs> nomination. Yeah, like I know it's like especially Top for Top Gun, Gun splitting hairs, but yeah, I thought it would be in all the below the line categories like that, and just and I think it should have been up. director too, because mm-hmm. guess what, Fablemans didn't have jets, you know, like but it's it's yeah, Steve. great. I know he's Steve great. <laughs> that that was a bad example, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So I just think that was probably. I think that there's a. I think for the most part, it was pretty much in line with what I expected. And so. Um, speaking of Super Bowl, like Bill Nye, yeah. are, are we going to do any 80 for Brady content? Are we, are we going <laughs> to connect on that? <laughs> Does that mean I have to watch it? I was planning on not watching that. Were you though? Um, yeah. I've got zero you, interest really? in that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we will bite that bullet and then I will <laughs> yeah, tell you. I did you, watch this. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. So speaking of this, like as, as <laughs> listeners of this show know, love the Patreon group at big screen sports and every month they get at least two two polls to vote and and vote in movies one of these polls i will usually throw out some options some movies that are having an anniversary or something like that um and then the other is we have two patreon tiers who can nominate some movies and and then everyone gets to vote on them uh if that sounds fun to you people you should join um (laughs) You know, sh- shout out to uh, to a couple. We've had a couple new patrons join up. That's been that's been wonderful. Um, so, Vision Quest was was nominated multiple times, never won. Kind of always always a bridesmaid situation. It was kind of like Eddie was the same way a while back. And ever since I started the show, it's like, hey, you need to watch Vision Quest. You need to watch Vision Quest. Kind of same with Damn United from from last uh, from from last week. And Vision Quest spurred by, I want to shout out, uh, he doesn't have his last name on his Twitter, so I'm not going to dox him here, but shout out Dan. <laughs> Dan spearheaded this. And I have heard that wrestlers love this movie. I have friends who love this movie. Uh, the Rewatchables, the podcast I love, did an episode on this movie, I think a couple years ago. I, did, I didn't listen. I hadn't seen it. I have seen it now because tonight, Caroline, we are talking about Vision Quest the 1985 wrestling drama, a high school wrestler in Spokane, Washington, has trouble focusing on his training regimen when a beautiful young drifter takes up temporary Jesus. residence at his home, as is commonplace in Washington, apparently. Starred Matthew Modine 
and Linda Fiorentino. It's directed by Harold Becker. Caroline, are you ready? This film has a 60% score on Rotten Tomatoes, has a 78% score, audience score. This is a cult classic. Wrestlers love this. People love this. Beloved by the wrestling community because there really there aren't many. Yeah, aren't there many aren't a lot of wrestling movies. Per the IMDb trivia, this is Kurt Angle's favorite wrestling movie. That's one of the fifteen facts they chose to chose to use. <laughs> it only got fifteen. I was I was giving I was giving this some thought, and I think you had to be there. I think this is definitely a situation <sighs> where you had to be there. We were not there. Caroline, I ask you, is this the horniest movie we've ever covered? We've covered some weird ones. We've covered some horny movies. This is by far the creepiest movie we've covered. Mm-hmm. It is real. Modine is horny. the horniest, creepiest character, but he, he's not the only horny character in the movie. No, this, there is this not movie an is appropriate horny. relationship in this movie. No, no. <laughs> Maybe like the dad son, like because I thought his dad was super cool. Good, good father son relationship. Yeah, I, to be I, on, on yeah. good things. They've gone through some shit together. Um, it was know. creeping. And look, this is going to surprise people. I was not a teenage boy, so I don't know what emotions teenage boys go through, or what feelings, and all that stuff. Um, I was, and some of this I was, could relate this with. Was like, some of it I could not relate with. It would take something where you're like, okay, I get it. He's like a horny teen, and then it would dial it up, like past eleven. Like it would just take it to real creep territory. And all of a sudden, he wants to be a gynecologist in space to look into women. I had a uh, Not. I, I had two two notes. I watched this on a plane after leaving Disney World, <laughs> and I had two notes that I shared with you. One of them was, "I want to become a gynecologist." Horny is the wrong type of horny. <laughs> and another was, it. "I think I have a rare disi- rare disease of a never ending erection." Horny is a wrong kind of horny. Yes, that is that is. Listen, and hormones. Hormones at that age to... are a beast. I get it. I get it. Like we've been there, but wow, my guy is, uh, man. He is. He is fiending. Yes, it was. And well, I'll save some of it for when we get into the what worked, what didn't, or whatever. But to be fair, to be fair to this man, Loudon Swain. First of all, first of all. <laughs> When they said that in the opening, I was like, did I mishear that? <laughs> they want me to call this man Loudon Swain. Um, yeah, that's... To be fair it, to he's, <laughs> There's only a few names in this entire movie, and Loudon Swain is one of the Loudon full Swain names is, that we is get. is the name in this there, movie. <laughs> there are like two... Does anyone else get a last name? Mr. Tanneran, who doesn't get a first name. <laughs> Shoot. Who I think his name is Brian Shoot. I think they announced of him at the wrestlers. <laughs> but just just to, to Loudon's credit, if I had been 18 and fucking Linda Fiorentino had moved into my house, not been a proponent of wearing pants, I oh. mentally would have gone to seed a little bit. She... <laughs> Her, she's flawless. She's Fiorentino. gorgeous, gorgeous in this movie, and she's got that husky voice that yeah. is just wonderful. That eighties hair, <laughs> yeah. And then usually I'm like, I can't, you know, like it's like you get, and you're like, okay, that's super hot for the time. Like she just looked super hot. It was just like she was gorgeous. Yeah. 
but I'm like, sweetheart, you are, I guess, a drifter. A dr- drifter. <laughs> that is like drifter. blown into this home. And you're walking around an 18-year-old boy in this home where they're letting you st- stay? Which was, it seemed weird. Like, I don't know. It just was like, how long is she staying? She's like decorated the room. Yeah. She's but got she's it. walking she picked around. up a job. She's like cooking. Pantsless. The- yeah. In this, in their kitchen. Like, that's not, that's not appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I, and then she like shows up at right. Oh, I can't. We'll get it. Okay. I, I had included in the in the run. Like, was this good? Do you see? Are there? Do you see glimpses? I, I will get into the weeds. I certainly see. Had I been there, and there are parts of this movie I actually I actually enjoyed. I actually like. I was like, I'm I'm kind of. There were certain aspects. I was like, kind of digging this. Like, I'm kind of in. And again, if it had been eighty five. And I was, if I was 18 and 85, or even if I was like 18 and 95 and I was wrestling, or if I had seen this earlier, I'd have been like, yeah, I can get down with a lot of this. There are just, there are some things in this movie that don't, don't add up. And uh, man, we're going to have a fucking field day with the Keith Morrison dateline (laughs) category. There's, um, I do not think this is good. No. I can understand that if you are a wrestler, high school wrestler, and there there has not there it's fair there has not been a lot of wrestling content made for you, and if there has, then it's generally more along the lines of like WWE wrestling. Yeah, because I will tell you what this like actual like Olympic style like I don't know. Please, no one yell at me. I don't know the actual difference between like the Greco Roman styles and like whatever else, but the kind of this kind of wrestling, the wrestling you see in the Olympics, it is one of the most difficult things that you can participate in and i have nothing but the utmost respect for athletes that can do that the cutting of the weight the just physical nature of this sport it's extremely difficult and so hard to be good at so like that i can see like if that's your thing if you're in this like i want i say weird in like a like niche friendly community type way like that's your thing like you're in this weird community like you know the cutting you're wearing plastic bags around you're wearing extra layers and running on a treadmill like you know the struggle that these like that is cool for you to be able to see a movie that depicts that like i and i think actually the wrestling scenes and the wrestling montages were some parts i was like i'm curious if that's what wrestling practice is mm-hmm. actually like how much of these like fun circle drills are you doing or where you're like bending over someone's back for sit-ups or something whatever but i feel like that part was actually pretty well done i thought the wrestling matches were good the problem is i don't (laughs) it's i don't even think that this aged poorly because this stuff should have been creepy in 85 yeah like some of his comments and just stuff that like i texted you at the beginning where i'm just like don't go in that hotel room with that strange (laughs) man and then immediately i was like oh okay well i was right like this is so some of the stuff i can't i don't know if you can say like it aged poorly because it <laughs> seemed pretty shady just in general. Um, but I did not, this was not even like a fun bad for me. Yeah. I, it I was, did not. It was care. more of a fun bad for me in some ways. Sometimes it was just like, uh, but like yeah. I, and will, so I just to clue people in, uh, Dan, our patron who wrestled, we're going to have a mini so that I think is going to get an air later this week. I need to be able to, to schedule the time with him. And right now my schedule is nuts, but 
I'm just going to ask him a lot of questions about this movie, yeah. and I want to know. But I feel like the movie cares about wrestling a lot. Yeah, and I think which it I thought again, I was. Yeah, yeah, that part as someone was who, good. Who, someone who doesn't get wrestling, it seems like this movie got wrestling and was into the wrestling. And I wrestling. don't think that there was enough wrestling that's, in the sense that, like, that's and it. that's I not to get much into more wrestling. But I also need the background of like why I should care about this match. Yeah. I did not give a shit about Loudon. Yeah. I didn't care. Why I, do I care about Loudon? What are you giving me to make me care about Loudon? I needed much more because it, it does a little bit with re- like it's it it. it we don't see enough of his season, enough of the build and enough, like no. we don't have the investment. And it's like when it's doing wrestling, I think it's really, I think it's good. It's like, yeah. it, it seems like it cares. We're seeing the cutting and the training and like it's see, it put in a big effort that a lot of sports movies don't do into getting the sports, yeah. getting the sport very right. But then like you mentioned the scene, the hotel room, like on, I, I took notes on my phone and I've got like four notes about that. The first one, if my waiter served me after running 10 miles and smelled terrible, I'd toss yeah, my food. Yeah, like, he has a, to be the smelliest person in the world. He's got to be the worst, worst smelling person. He runs cocaine. everywhere in a in a sweatsuit. Not even like, I'm not saying like wearing sweatpants. I'm literally in a suit that tries to make you sweat. So yeah. you cut weight. Yeah, it, it's bad. And then I said, uh, Loudon learning Tai Chi in a hotel room seems like a porn plot. And then I, next line was, and looks like it actually was. It just there like, are yeah, it's bad. At least I think you could say there are two assaults in this movie. Oh yeah, where like people cross very strict lines where you're like, that's not appropriate. That is at not, all. Not that's not one. We and want. him in the basement with Carla is the other. Oh yeah, like inappropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> Caroline, I ask you, is this a Hall of Fame All Star starter bench warmer? It is down on the bench for me. Like it is if if the others have run the score up. <laughs> so and I know I am very lax when it comes to my grades in this category. And they're like, you know, Trouble with the Curve is is the ultimate bench warmer for me. The example of a movie that didn't try was just an absolute disgrace. This movie has a <laughs> lot that's wrong with it. It actually gets the sports kind of right. It just needs to do more of it. I gave it some thought and I said, if this movie was on, like if I, if it was imagine it's 2006 and I've seen this movie before and it's on spike TV. Remember spike TV it would absolutely be on spike yeah. TV. I would say I'm going to turn this on and see what part it's on. It had enough. I like to say this is a starter. I would throw it on if it's on cable and probably no one else is home and just see, <sighs> see what's going on. So it is like, it is maybe a spot. This movie is, let's just say is a bench warmer who is capable of starting. If you, oh. if you need a guy to plug a hole, this is, this is your guy. I, I will I actively avoid I seeing this again. <laughs> I know you will. I get why this is, this is liked. And there are things I like about it. Um, the IMDb trivia is a very unrich text. <laughs> it is a, a poor, broke ass text um the only i had mentioned that kurt this is kurt angle's favorite film about wrestling which i found just like very interesting that of the 15 trivia facts they chose that um this was linda fiorentino's very first audition straight out of drama school she got the part and it was her feature film debut so she went one for one crushed it crushed it yeah i mean she's she's incredible 
Um, the film includes an appearance by Madonna in her first <laughs> major motion picture. I get a text from Caroline that says, this Madonna, like, I don't have it in front of you, but it's like this Madonna knockoff. And I was like, Caroline, that is Madonna. <laughs> shouted. I woke up both dogs when you sent me that. Because I was like, I was like, damn, they actually, I was like, knock off Madonna because clearly they didn't get Madonna, but she looks a lot like her. Like, that was pretty good. Like, they did a good job. How, Sway? <laughs> How? How? Wow. Yeah. Uh, in some countries, so she performs the songs Crazy for You and Gambler. In some countries, the title of the film was changed to market on Madonna's emerging fame and the popularity of the song Crazy for You. So it was called Crazy for You in other countries. <sighs> Horrible I mean, title. honestly, that might be better. I don't, I don't know. I actually, one of the things that works about this for me, I kind of like the title Vision Quest. I don't like, doesn't totally sound, I, 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 I actually, it's... actually really like it. I think it's a great title. Honestly, like I'm, I'm coming in, I'm coming out full. I think this is an incredible title for a movie, even though it doesn't make a ton of sense. I fucking love it. And it comes from a guy who's making up his Native American heritage. Okay. I was going to say this for Lenny Harris. You don't know who that guy is, right? No. So the guy who plays who plays Cooch is Jake Ryan from Sixteen Candles. Stop. Yes. Oh my god. What? <laughs> I. Oh my god. This movie is just wild. Um, I, I, just, I can't. The, let's let's go into three up before. Oh, the, sorry. The I was gonna say. It should be called crazy for you because they play it four times oh, yeah. in this movie. I mean, I am guessing they filmed this and after as they were in like the editing filming process, like Madonna got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And they were like, we have to capitalize on this shit. Big. It's it's like with Teen Wolf, a movie we talked about before we started recording, uh, while it was being edited, like after it had been filmed, while it was like back to the future became a thing and they were like oh shit we yeah. gotta get this out and it's uh same with um all the right moves which tom cruise is in i can't remember what i think risky business came out right before it, and they were like oh we gotta get this out yeah we gotta yeah so i think that's that's what it came i mean this soundtrack in general we've got the madonna we've got madonna the, four times we've got like deep cut journey the journey <laughs> the journey song that opens the uh that opens the movie is a lot a Is that lot. the one that sounded like the Forever Young Naka? Yes, yes. There, it's only the Young uh, by Journey. You've got Don Henley in here. You've got S Sammy Hagar is is rocking in here. You got Foreigner. <laughs> my um, friend, if you saw the reply, my friend David Storm replied was like, "As an old, I think I had this soundtrack on a cassette." <laughs> the soundtrack for this movie I'm looking right now went platinum, sold over a million <laughs> of copies. It did. Wait. How much money did this movie make? Was this like a popular? No, no. So this movie made thirteen million. I I would bet the budget was fucking nothing though. Yeah. Um. Okay. They filmed it at the local high school in Spokane. Roger <laughs> Ebert gave this movie three and a half stars out of four. I can't. I'm out of four. It's not of... even out of five. Yeah. Yeah. You got. I oh my god I don't get it man okay well so what worked three up what worked what are three things that do you have three things that worked about this movie do I personally have three it's gonna be a stretch um like we said the wrestling scenes worked they yes. did the research they clearly had and I thought that um the actors including Modine 
were convincing as wrestlers. Like I believed mm-hmm. he looked a little like I don't know if I believe that he's 168. This I don't is know, one maybe. of the things I'm going to ask. It was misleading. I'm going to ask yeah. Dan about is He looks real tall and long for 168. Yeah, well, sh- I I he's t- so he's a guy who seems to live at like 190 or whatever they say. And so yeah. if you're going from 190 to 168, like And he wasn't thick no. at the start of the movie no, when he's, he's cutting. No, he's like a lean guy. Yeah. So like shoot is built like a brick shit house at 168 <laughs> and Loudon looks like the Slender Man, and I don't understand how Loudon could could beat Shoot. So that that's one of the things. Like or how Shoot is how Shoot is even one sixty eight with all that. If Shoot is like five five, dude, it, those quads alone yeah. were like one sixty eight. Yeah, dude, that, was so that's the thing. I am five seven. I am five seven, and if I had the muscle that Shoot had, I would be because like as someone who let's just say it I, right now. We're a little soft. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you just came from Disney and everything is shaped like Mickey Mouse heads and delicious. Exactly. (laughs) If if I had if if my body looked like shoots on my five seven body, I think I'm probably close to one eighty. (laughs) So shoot might be like five two if he's one. Yeah, one of the dudes weighing in, I don't know which they all like the hair cuts and the they a lot look very similar. He legit had an eight pack. Like it was like, and I was like, see this way. And they got like, I'm not saying that way. Like, Ooh, yeah. Eight pack. So sexy. Like, I just mean like these guys were in shape. Like they were clearly, and a lot of them I thought had the, you know, what you think is the stereotypical wrestler build, like this broad shoulders, Mm -hmm. just look strong vibes. Um, Wrestling looks good. I thought they did a good job with that. Like that's, it's compelling on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It kind of, it's, I think it ties in well with combat sports. Like boxing looks really good. MMA looks really good in movies. Like I think wrestling, it kind of fits into that. Like, I don't, I have never been to a wrestling match in my life. Like I've never seen it. I don't understand how it scored. And it, did a really good job of kind of explaining how it scored. And like, you've got like the ref kind of narrating for the purpose yes. of the viewer who doesn't understand wrestling. Like, like, Oh, two, like one point for escape. I, I get that. I kind of get what's going on and stuff like that. And like that, that tied me into it. I was like, okay, I understand what's going on. This looks really good. These guys look like they know what they're doing. Like I, I can vibe with that. Yeah. The stuff that's difficult. Like I've been to a few, um, mostly I think I went to some undergrad, you guys and, pretty solid wrestling team my old roommate (laughs) not here in flight school used to date a very good wrestler i will leave out details because (laughs) he um ended up cheating on her and things she had taken a post somewhere that would have been close for him to do wrestling things and then he cheated on her like right before she moved so she moved to the middle of nowhere that is tough that is a tough (laughs) tough stuff and the ringtone just for him calling our because you call all the time which makes sense when you think about like sometimes cheaters will overly call because they're concerned about <laughs> was that lips of an angel song oh what all-time bad song so all-time all-time so horrible bad. song so not saying that that's my only association with wrestling but i do i will say that that's one of the first things that comes to my lips of an angel it sounds so sweet um but the stuff that confuses me still that like the details of trying to figure out scoring and stuff because they do you're right they do a really good job with the like the the colored bands is such a great way to do something Mm. in a sport you're like you know exactly who it is um 
when they like flip or like they get to decide if they're on the bottom or the top of those like trying to get out mm-hmm. of thing like that's crazy and i'd love actually i am very interested in the sense of like strategically like when you'd want to choose and whatever mm-hmm. that's in between or there just saying like i do think that they clearly did well actually i'm curious what dan says as someone who's recommended this and watched it a ton i'm assuming that they did do it correctly and did the research and and put in the work yeah for i would it, think so but... they had a wrestling consultant which was in um oh, there you in go. wikipedia um so yeah. do the coaches also wear singlets which have polo shirts tucked into them that is That's that is quite the choice yeah. and i mean this is something that unfortunately <laughs> i feel like is probably realistic are the coaches extremely fine with their players being with their wrestlers being massively unhealthy and being at severe like risk for severe long-term health consequences because like Loudon's bleeding all over the place is fainting in school all over everybody he's like Hey, you did that pegboard. You can you can wrestle. You can yeah, wrestle. Sure, sure you, you convinced me. You can wrestle at one sixty eight. <laughs> you exerted yourself for about thirty seconds. Seems good. Yeah, I am um, fully comfortable in saying that I'm not built for that lifestyle no. because the where he's like, no, I can't eat. Although I will say, like, I do remember I had a couple of friends in high school, or I knew some guys on the wrestling team in high school, and you would you'd see them walking around in multiple layers when it was like cut week and stuff, and. Um, and then as soon as they weigh in, they're like housing, like whatever heavy protein bars and whatever else they can to get the strength up to go do the sport. It's wild. Like that's what I'm saying is like the, uh, I'm just endlessly impressed if you're able, but not to, not to a dangerous point. You guys don't do that. that that's but. the thing. They do a good job of, they mention Loudon explains to Carlo why wrestling at 168 is important because that's like me as someone who didn't understand wrestling. Like I needed, I needed to know that because I'm like, why didn't you just stay at like 190 and try to win state? Um, so that's good. And then he also the the one line that's really effective is he explains when he's like talking to Carla in his bedroom with his wrestling trophies and like she doesn't care at all. And he's like he's explaining why he's good and it's like his you know it's my balance like i have a good read for guys so like you you know why what at least in loudon's word what makes him a good wrestler i could have used a little bit more of that basically yeah other people talking about that like coach mentions it that loudon was kind of a naturally you know had a great first year and so like that. right when he came in he, yeah, yeah but yeah. i need a little more to to feel confident that this like emaciated man can beat shoot this 45 yeah can, can beat shoot when he is just like has zero strength and energy because he's lost 20 plus pounds i just yeah that that's a that's a whole a whole thing for me but the wrestling overall and the plot in general i actually think it's a it's a simple plot that's really good like hey i'm cutting i'm going on this vision quest i'm cutting this weight because i want to fight this mo- i want to wrestle this monster and beat him like i'm Listen, I, I've okay. I will let we've that covered slide. worse. I will have things to add. Worse plots on this. On this, um, <laughs> not battleship. That was flawless. <laughs> flawless, of course. <laughs> Ironclad. Um, something else is. I mean, the cast. Like you mentioned, like Modine. It's a really good Modine cast. Has something. I don't know what it. Like he's he's. He's, uh, I mean, he's worked for 30 plus years and like, he's really good in full metal jacket, which I think comes out the year after this. And I think that's what kind of catapulted him. But like, he's, he's not a leading man kind of guy. Like, and it's played out, it's played out that way, but like he's in the dark Knight rises. Um, he's the guy who's super gung, stranger things, like his role in stranger things. Like he is 
excellent. He's, he's really excellent. creepy, yeah. just like this. Even though I never want to hear anyone say like "Papa" yeah. again. No. Oh yeah, I mean Fiorentino. <laughs> it's got some solid, solid, it's yeah, fantastic. solid supporting players. So this cast has a Best Actor Oscar winner, a Golden Globe winner, and a Grammy winner. <laughs> Can you name them? Uh, Forrest Whitaker is the Best Actor Oscar winner. He <laughs> has three lines he... in this movie. <laughs> It's just yelling at someone. I again, I texted. I was and when they did the cafeteria shot, because um, I watched it on my computer, um, and I was like doing this, like looking real close. I was like, "Is that Forrest Whitaker?" <laughs> and then, of course, immediately go to IMDb, or I think I just Googled Forrest Whitaker Vision Quest, <laughs> which I'm sad it didn't come up with like way more stuff about Forrest Whitaker going on a vision quest, but it's neither here nor there. And the thing we do um, sometimes yeah. about like imagining a different role that actor played in in that role, I want all Forrest Whitaker parts to be Saul Guerra from hundred uh, percent from from the Star Wars universe, and just yes. like him talking about Dean lies. Deception, lies, <laughs> deception. Um, Golden Globe winner, yeah, Grammy winner. Grammy winner is Madonna. Madonna. Um, Golden Globe winner. It's a trick did... question. It's also Madonna. <laughs> really? Madonna won Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy for Evita. In 1997, oh. yeah, and then didn't get nominated. I was like, for "Is it Daphne Zuniga <laughs> for 90210?" Shout out, shout out, <laughs> Daphne Zuniga. Shout out, yeah. Caroline and I, folks. At some point, spoof month, and we're doing spaceballs. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a goddamn minute. Oh, who is Mister? Oh, oh my God, Cooch's dad is is Lou Brown for Major League. <laughs> He was awful. He was terrible, but that's <laughs> Lou Brown. <laughs> Again, another just totally inappropriate relationship. It also makes sense because Cooch is talking about like both his parents are alcoholics, like his mom's already in. And like James Cannon is a is a man who who famously lived hard and fast. <laughs> <laughs> he would didn't he didn't know he's in a movie for this one. No, he's just like just be you. Just hey, yeah. this kid's just gonna a, walk in. You don't like it. Yeah, you don't like it. And action. Oh man. Um, um. Anything else that worked for you? Um, I think Fiorentino goes under the like cast part. I thought, again, yeah. I thought she was great. There are just a few like, and I, I would. There's so much that I think that you could lightly tweak in this movie mm-hmm. and it would be a very good movie. I think so too. Like I... like it is ridiculously close to being a very good movie. I say ridiculously because the way that I feel about what I watched today, <laughs> I did not enjoy and I was mostly disinterested in the majority of the plot lines. <laughs> like and I think that there are so many like small tweaks that they could have made that would just make it a very good sports movie, a very good what like I just yeah. I agree. So I thought she was great. There's even despite the like I hate that they actually hooked up. I think you could have done this movie with her being this like unattainable woman that taught him a life lesson as opposed to like hooked up with him on a camping trip to see his grandfather. Yeah. yeah. Like what are we doing? Let's okay, so let's get into the strikeout. Uh yeah. so <laughs> 
<laughs> in all caps, I have written horny. Um, <laughs> yes. This movie just doesn't understand women or the relationships between nope. men and women at all. No. Um, so it's, I, I mean, look, I haven't read the source material. <laughs> I, same. same. We, we didn't go that deep to prep for this. Yeah. Um, I was... I mean, I don't know if we, well, he's known for Vision Quest. Um, I guess Terry could be, you know, it's a gender neutral name, but the screenplay by Daryl Ponixen, um, I it's just one of those, like, you could tell it was written by a guy in the sense that, like, exactly what you're saying with the, like, the understanding of the way women would probably, there's, so there's also a lot of, like, for lack of a better term, slut shaming in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, where he, when she isn't giving him the attention that she, that he thinks he deserves or has earned from her, or when he sees her on a more age appropriate question mark date, um, with the teacher from the school, whatever. It's all very like his his teacher teacher. who he talked to at a bar. Right. I, wow, man, this one's saying there's so many things where I'm just like, what? Um, he his initial response, and even the dad says this kind of about her, like you want to stay away from her. She's been around a bit, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are we doing? Um, let's not forget the the line. So there, there's always the classic, um, the thing. Oh, I'm still a virgin, but it it could have happened. Like I, you know, uh, a movie that I, was a horrible I, story yeah, too. So a movie I love, Adventureland. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character is telling Kristen Stewart that he's a virgin and he's like, oh, I did see that movie. Yeah. Oh, I love Adventureland. We should do Adventureland. <laughs> um, I like, I have a deep love for Adventureland. Uh, but he's like talking to her and he's like, I was, you know, I was, it was about to happen. And then I just realized I don't love this woman. Like I don't, and he's the character's like weird and neurotic, like Jesse Eisenberg with Matthew Modine in this movie. He's like, yeah, I could, you know, I'm a virgin, you know, it could have happened. And you think like, he's about to say, with this girl I was dating, or I was, you know, whatever. A five-person, eighth-grade gangbang with a girl it's... named Mary Ann. What the fuck? Who I was thought like, of where that? Did, that doesn't, exactly. That's, that doesn't exist. That's the that's, stuff that, like, that again, it's the stuff that just disturbing. automatically, like, put me out of this movie. Like, the start with the scene in the hotel very unnecessary did not come back up other than him saying it to it like he grabbed my wad Completely or whatever he said like unnecessary to the plot there's nothing like it and it was it's like just it was an, problematic like a, it's from just the a, start yes Ugh. i just didn't it just didn't need it at all and then the like i can see the point where he kind of like if he had tried to go in for a kiss with carla that's a different scene to me than like grabbing her and throwing her on the bed and laying on top of her until she fights her way out of it. Like that's again, very upsetting. Like that's not yeah. this like coming of age. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like that's a like sexual predator move. Like that's not, I, that's yeah. and again, I'm like, ugh, don't like that. I thought at some point we were, I was like waiting for it. I was like, okay, when is he going to try to kiss her? And she's going to be like, no, like I'm, I'm not doing this. And then it happened. I was like, what the fuck was yes. that? Just, too aggressive and then like there are just a few things that's some, one of the things where i think if you tweak or eliminate some of those moments mm-hmm. it turns him into a compel more compelling character mm-hmm. i didn't have enough information or the information that we got i did not care 
about Loudon Swain mm-hmm. at all. Like, I did not see why I should root for him on this vision quest. I did not see why I should want him to find a partner. <laughs> like, he did. He give, he had give a me very more about strong the mom. Give me like, what did that? Yeah, do? anything. You know, what did that? Where do did she go? Yeah. How did the relationship with your dad develop to work? And I thought they actually had probably one of the best relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's the like why. Had, why why is he like good friends with the professor and talking to him at a bar it's like i'm not saying like, i don't know like it just there are scenes and i think like a movie that does that type of relationship really well there's two of them actually that popped in mind um easy a and um not how to lose a guy in 10 days 10 things i hate about you oh yeah both have really really good and that's even um male teacher to female student relationship so i think are even harder to in film perfect like those two movies did where it's like an actual mentor that's like and so i thought they were almost there with this teacher with this like mentor role but it was the um like loudon had this like real entitlement thing about him without it being not the typical entitled rich boy entitlement that movies will try and do with like an adam banks type character mm-hmm. like mighty ducks where you're like i don't like this guy because he's like the pompous like i don't need to earn my way like it'll be given to me but he was very possessive of carla from the go extremely and in an, an extremely inappropriate way, I understand that people can have crushes on, like, you know, teens can have crushes on people that are a little bit older, whatever it is. It would have made for a good plot. Like, if it, if yeah. it was done properly, like, he's got this, you know, attractive older girl living with him and, like, trying to sort through his feelings with women, like, being being a very hormonal teenager and, like, yeah. maybe learning something, but it just... She should have been an employee at the hotel. Oh, Like, yeah. a co-worker at the hotel not living in the house, walking around pantsless. Like, again, it was a long shirt. Like, I get it. Like, there were just so many, these are like the little tweaks that I'm saying where like, if you develop those relationships, like I want to, I literally want to know more about Elmo. He was probably the most compelling character in the movie. I was super interested in what, what is, what is Elmo doing? <laughs> like mine is him saying coos a bunch of times, which was weird. Yeah, and, that, that's, again, that is inappropriate a, a relationships. Slang, that is a slang for, um, for, for private parts that I've never heard before in my life. <laughs> for, yeah. And so there were parts again where it just was like, so like, why is he writing? Why does he want to be a space doctor? Kyle, why? Where did that come from? The Why? Why can't he just want to be a doctor and he's studying physio? Like, and that's what makes him a better wrestler is that he's learning the body and knows the muscles and whatever. Mm-hmm. Why is he writing muscle stories for the school paper? So, and then why does that suddenly turn to like way more illicit that apparently gets the paper shut down? Like, I just yeah. feel like there were scenes cut out of this movie. Is Loudon cerebral or is he just dumb and creepy? Dumb and big, creepy big is how he comes off. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like they, I think they wanted him to come off as the cerebral thinker, like not your typical jock, but it's like, yeah. he's just kind of a creepyish dude. Who's really good at wrestling. It's like, what is, so presumably if he beats shoot, he is probably getting a wrestling scholarship somewhere. Cause it seemed like, like Washington state's interested in him. Like, yeah, what is that guy like on a college campus? Ugh. And that's the thing too, is like, the even the wrestling storyline which we've already established that the wrestling itself was really good why do i why do i care so much about him beating what beating shoot in what seems to be like week four of the season yeah 
and why like everyone's talking about shoot in this way make him more of a villain then mm-hmm. like give me a reason to root it. I was rooting for shoot. Shoot's kind of likable. <laughs> like, I actually, he's a likable dude. He's I, out there putting his work in. We, he's doing steps with the, with the log. We like, get two, we get two real instances of shoot before the, the match day. It's when they go see him, when, when Cooch and Cooch and Loudon somehow know where shoot is working out and what he's doing. He's doing stadium steps with the log, which is the fucking coolest thing I've ever done. Like, yeah. If I could I was do like, that this guy looks awesome. Yeah. If I could, if I could have done that in high school, I would have been doing it every single day and said, everybody de- come so look he, at this. Where did he show me was that he was dedicated? Yeah. yeah where, where did he get the log? That's well, Washington state. Like, They're ima- everywhere. Yeah. Well, imagine like you're, you're like, you're driving by and you see a guy walking into the football stadium with a gigantic log over his shoulder in a, in a singlet. Cause apparently like the wrestling guys can only wear the singlets. It's the only thing that yeah. they wear when they work out. But when they, do he doesn't he's not unlikable he doesn't say no, he's not talking crass. shit he doesn't yeah, he yeah. just says yeah i hope you do i hope you, you think you can cut the weight and loud says yeah i think so he said i hope you do and hope like do. that's yeah. awesome that you know what that's what a fucking confident champ says he doesn't yeah. need like and then and then he and then he comes in after loud and loses his match getting disqualified like bleeding and he just basically comes in talk a little shit and be like yeah you can't do it you're a little bitch He's, but also he's again right. he's coming to scout the competition exactly <laughs> like yeah. he's a good he's he's his head's in the game he's prepping i just that was the thing give me more of loudon's backstory and is this a guy that i don't know just give me something like mm-hmm. i'm not the, i didn't write the book i don't know what the book says terry um <laughs> but like i needed this whole thing to me throughout it was I was sitting there and I felt like Tommy Lee Jones from the fugitive where he's like, I didn't kill my wife. And he's like, I don't care. Like stuff would happen. I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care what happens. That's the biggest problem was when that's when sports movies fall flat is that when in that last match, if you don't care about the team or the individual, it's going to fall flat. Um, Yeah. I didn't totally care, although I still was into, I'll I'll get into this. I still was actually kind of into the last match. Um, just more from like a perspective of I get what they're going for this. And I think they kind of, they landed the match itself. Maybe not the motivations going into it, but I actually enjoyed that part. This for what else of like three down of stuff that didn't work. They're just a, a, this movie is like questionable decision. One Oh one. Like what is Tannerin doing? Thinking of trying to date the, the drifter Carla, like the 20, the 21 year old drifter. Exactly. Like Fiorentino is, on fire and like i can yeah. see like tanner and like the the selection in spokane probably isn't great but like dude you're a high school teacher you're probably in your mid-30s you have enough life wisdom to know this ain't for you you're not this isn't the field that you need to play on right now you are these yeah. days are you left the carlas back in your 20s you can no longer <laughs> date a, you can no longer date a carla this is not this is not a young man's game dating a carla or an old man's no. game <laughs> well and that's the like again goes back to the completely inappropriate relationships where he lets a student say to him like thanks for not what does he say what is the word that he uses um oh no I think maybe I texted it to you. Um, but he's basically like, I saw one of my notes says Vivaldi for sure rolled over in his grave being used <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's doing, he's doing what my beloved quarterback Dak Prescott is doing right now. And just, 
just make it a poor decision of who you're spending your thanks for not taking it to her or something that's like taking it like thanks for not taking it to carla like come on man like and that's the stuff from like and maybe a high school dude is gonna say like thinks i don't know it just i was like dude that's not appropriate that's your teacher and like and that's where similar to we had this discussion with top gun where we were like i was disappointed in charlie for like she comes in as this like you know contractor who's super smart Mm -hmm. like you know the first scene i think she's great she like puts puts maverick down and like isn't doing and you're, then you're like, don't actually sleep with them. Like, that. you're ruining yeah, the credibility. It's, like, it's that's... the course correction that Top Gun 2 made in just making Phoenix a total badass. And yes. Not, not, she and, didn't, yes. Yeah. She didn't need to have a love interest to, like, be a strong female. So I was upset, and I briefly mentioned this, but, like, I think that there could have been such a great through line with Carla, who was so well played mm-hmm. by Fiorentino. I thought when she, like, told him in the basement after he made that, like, un inappropriate move on her was like you need to get your shit together type thing like you know um i would have preferred if they didn't hook up Mm -hmm. like same there was a very age appropriate gorgeous daphne zuniga that was throwing herself at loudens i can't i always forget his name because it's ridiculous it's it's and that was sort of place too yeah it's it's like I, I had this for later. Like Zuniga is in a completely different movie. She's in like a <laughs> yes. light, a light high school comedy who she, I mean, cause this is the thing. I mean, it ha, it's the same thing in teen wolf, but it, it's like the thing, like the girl who's right in front of you and you don't, you know, the, the lead doesn't, you know, ignores her. And then at the end realizes like, wow, she's great. And that payoff never comes. Zuniga, like, I think the last time we see her like having a role is when they're talking about when they're going through like the torn up school paper and stuff is like that. Is that what that even was? I feel like there were. Or they're picking up trash or whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, especially like, for a movie that is only 106 minutes, it feels like there was a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Because I don't even, and again, this is probably, there were a few, again, watching my computer, I did get distracted a couple times in other tabs. I don't, like, they didn't, I don't remember her leaving Carla. Mm-hmm. So when she's, he's like, you didn't say goodbye. I was like, she left. She packed up, <laughs> she packed up a room. The thing, like, like, I can see why Loudon is obsessed with Carla. That makes 100%. all the sense in the world. Totally Carla fine. Is the besides the fact that she is, she essentially came into town like hitchhiking around a junker car. She has got to be the most eligible bachelorette in Spokane. Like she is brand spanking new. She's like twenty years old, twenty like twenty twenty one. She's going to yeah. these bars. Like she is probably the. She is probably the bell of the ball. She has better choices than fucking Loudon Loudon Swain. Isn't like why? And isn't there a major university? Isn't is where's Washington State? Is Washington Washington State's in Pullman? Pullman Gonzaga Gonzaga's in Gonzaga's Spokane. in Spokane. Like yeah. there's a, I mean Carla. Also, where how on earth did she? What is her route to San Francisco? Carla needed to buy from a map. New Jersey. It's because she, she's in she, Spokane. She spent all of her money on that junk car and did not buy a map. She's like, just winging it. What are we doing? How? How did you end up up there? That is not no. Uh, oh my god! And that's the thing too is like, I just think that they could have done the entire him pining after her she could still help him on this 
vision quest and get him to the end point without it being an inappropriate relationship i mean you know it's one of those like 18 to 21 isn't totally but like Mm -hmm. what does she have in common with him the difference between being if you got if you're like working and the dude's going to english class Mm -hmm. like it just feels a little weird yeah i realize this like the the difference between being in high school being a high school senior and like carla like like when i was 21 i was in college but the difference yeah, between same. when I was, I mean, I was an idiot, but like the difference between me when I was 21 <laughs> and me when I was 18 is completely different person. Yeah. And like Carla, the Carla is, is, is seasoned by experience. Like Carla has, has, well, if you listen times. to the dad, she's been around a few times. Yeah. But like, like <laughs> if you can hitch across the nation and buy yourself a junk car and, and, and yeah. kind of fend for yourself in that regard, you are a lot more world wizened than Loudon, who is very Loudon has probably besides going to his grandpa's farm has probably never left Spokane. And, no. and like what there is just nothing Carla would see in that guy at all. And like he's, apparently his hands, <laughs> his, his hands uh, that are connected to a body that is getting increasingly skinnier and bonier and, and he's, frail. He's bleeding he, everywhere. He he's fainting. bleed at any moment. Yeah. It's, oh, it, it's tough. Um, let's take, <laughs> a, let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back with best scene. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Best scene. This kind of like with the with the movie. It, you know, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. There are some scenes in this movie that <laughs> it was are good. The blurst of times. <laughs> the blurst of times. Um, like you know, kind of like we were we were running through it a little bit before we started recording. The opening wrestling scene, like he beats Cooch and then tells Coach he's going down to one sixty eight to fight. Shoot, we get our plot. We get a journey song. I've seen worse openers. I kind I kind of yeah. dug it. I was kind of like, I, I might actually like this movie. I might actually. Be I here kind for this. of, I kind of agree with the non, cooch like, uh, partly bully on the team. I don't know because he had a point. Like you kind of screwed the team over. You were totally the number one guy in your weight cl- in your weight class. You've now knocked off the guy two guys in their respective weight classes. Um. So I was like. I don't like this guy already. That the <laughs> and thing it is, seemed on a whim. Yeah, like that's that's where I needed to f- know what. Like, do you have a personal vendetta against shoot? Like, I need to know why you need to go down to one. Because that's the other question for Dan: Is one sixty eight like the 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 
gold standard weight class in wrestling. He mentions that that to Carla that it's a big deal. Like one sixty eight is where is like the weight class or whatever, and like shoot. But I couldn't figure out if that was because shoot was at one sixty eight, or if that's because that's the weight class that is associated with like the peak physical condition or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's where I was like, is this just a shoot thing, or is this a in wrestling one sixty eight is a like wildly uh strived for goal yeah i don't know yeah i don't know that that'll be interesting to find out but like that it's like he says he says the thing in the opening voiceover about he's you know he just turned 18 he hasn't like made his mark on the world done anything haven't done anything it's like and so this this is it like this is what you're going for (laughs) listen which i mean good for you yeah i mean listen buddy you you got time um i say it to to all probably the zero high schoolers listening to this like (laughs) Do not make your mark. If you make your mark on the world when you're 18, the rest of your life is going to suck. Like if that 18 is the highlight of your life, you're screwed. You do not want to peak at that point. Yeah. Um, the, you mentioned the bully, the guy or the, not even the bully, but like yeah, the, the guy teammate who's, or whatever, yeah, the like, guy who's like, kind of like, Hey man, you're, you're fucking us over. And yeah. you know, the, the speed at which he goes from loudness, hurting the team. This is bad to, Oh hell yeah, Loudon is yeah. climbing the pegboard. Pegboard. Is- he I think he said I can't even do that, like, I think is what the like what? Quote was. I never had a wrestler starve on me. Don't be the first. Same with the coach. The coach literally was just like, no, this is not good for you. Yeah. We can't do this. Yeah. I'm an adult. I'm standing up for the right thing. And then he sees him do like a knockoff Ninja Warrior board. And just kidding. It's actually really difficult. Please don't yell at me. Wrestling people. It looks really hard. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get two of those, but (laughs) it seems hard. (laughs) But I was just like. And then they're immediately like, you know what? You're in, kid. Like, <laughs> you're in. Knock those other twelve pounds off. Yeah. The um. The the work the wrestling workout montage is good. Love Great. a montage. Well done. Gives us some kind of insight as to you know, he's cutting this weight. He's doing this training. Like again, the more, I think every I think I list every scene with some wrestling. Like I all I the wrestling down, yeah. stuff. Like my favorite scenes. Like the best scenes are all the wrestling and probably Elmo's speech in the hotel room. Yeah. The the wrestling match where he like bleeds out or, you know, get gets gets DQ'd because of medical is is really good. Like it, it lets you see how wrestling works. It's pretty back like pretty intense. Like I could have used way more of those. Like kind of like a montage of like him wrestling at 178 and him beating some yeah. people. Like it seems like that's his second match of the season with shoot. Look, and this is where you know, you could say that some of the, this doesn't follow all of the sports movie tropes, but I think this could have used the I lost to the big baddie, probably in humiliating fashion, mm-hmm. and rededicated myself to cutting the weight or whatever, getting there. Like, shit, even going to a, you know, dark days after losing a shoot in week four after you've worked hard to cut all this weight, you know, 
go back up to 178 and then recommit yourself and like get there back in the end and win that match. Like Mm -hmm. that's more compelling to me than what we saw. Yeah. A conversation with coach or someone of like, he gets beat by shoot at 168 and he's like, I just didn't have, you know, I, yeah. And it's like, Hey, you need to learn how to, it's not just cutting the weight. You need to learn how to use this new body or something like that. Yeah. And, And I also didn't need him to cut two weight classes. Yeah. I I, like that's like there's either. not a way because I agree with you and again I don't know like I didn't wrestle but something tells me that if you're continually starving yourself and that far below your natural weight class um and clearly iron deficient to the point you're getting nosebleeds the drop of a hat you're probably not strong enough to beat the guy that's been 168 the whole time and knows the like that's where I needed again this was like week four like why do I give a shit like okay great I bet shoot won the state championship that's that's (laughs) the thing it's like what happens after this like does does loudon stay at 168 the rest of the season or does he beat shoot and he's like all right i'm dipping i'd be like i'm out like i would go back up to 190 i'm gonna have a steak and and get back to my normal weight because i don't want to see this guy in state because if they faced off in state like imagine shoot with a couple like at least like a month or two yeah two more months doing on this he is probably gonna like i'm gonna murder this guy in the first but also first this i should have brought this up with the what didn't work because now i've got questions um the whole thing of like him hooking up with her and like that being like the end of the you know he's like eating all these people why don't i even cut the weight whatever make that make sense because the vision quest didn't start with i'm gonna do this unless i hook up with a woman yeah like unless he there goes- was no there did not those two things did not at any point overlap or say like I'm going to try for this thing unless a drifter rolls into town that's super hot and ends up staying with us and I convince her to have sex with me. Like, I mean, like, that. how does that... Yeah, then it's why like, was how, that the how important of... was this to you then? Right. You know, like... I mean, listen, oh. men have thrown away worse for, like, lusting after someone, <laughs> but it's like, if this was really your prime thing, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a whole, a whole it thing. Again, small tweaks yeah. that could make this from him not being a huge creeper mm-hmm. to a, to a pretty good movie. The next scene I've got is easily the best non-wrestling scene and potentially the best scene. And it is that hotel room with Elmo when he goes into that monologue about watching Pele do an incredible move in soccer. I'm not sure I totally understand it, but it was beautiful. <laughs> Pele gets excited and he rips off his jersey and- Starts running around the stadium, waving it around over his head. Everybody's screaming in Spanish. I'm here sitting alone in my room. I start crying. Yeah, that's right, I start crying. There's another human being, a species which I happen to belong to. I kick a ball. Lift himself. The rest of us sat as human beings up to a better place to be, if only for a minute. Let me tell you, kid, it was pretty goddamn glorious. Eight to six minutes. That's what happens in that six minutes. I know. I also got real worried the way that the movie had developed or, or gone on, gone on throughout. I was real nervous about that scene because I was like, I don't like 
I don't like when they, it's just a lot of inappropriate scenes, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be, well, again, it was also real weird. Like he took the night off from his shift mm-hmm. to support his coworker, his friend. He got his haircut and shaved for this wrestling match. And the point was, he's like, Oh, it's just six minutes. Like, again, he, I think he was trying to like get out of it. Like he wasn't going to go. Cause mm-hmm. that's where he was supposed to be at. That's way. I think he showed up at Elmo's room looking for Elmo and because first he went to go look for him at work. And I think he went looking for someone to tell him like, it's fine. Don't if do you it. Don't do it. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it's not about it being six minutes. It's about what happens in the six minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Is that the vibe? I, I, think, I think that's the vibe of it. And it was kind of like that you got to see, like you got to experience this incredible moment, like watch someone experience, you know, like you got to experience through watching this incredible performance mm-hmm. in like a sports capacity. Um, and I did, I thought that part was really cool. That was probably, I agree. That was my favorite non wrestling part. Elmo's a real one. It's a real, like, yeah, it's a real, it's a real coworker friend there. Real coworker friend. Like I <laughs> also, they, they seem like the only two dudes who work at that hotel. We don't Seriously. see a single other, single other coworker. Like I, I haven't worked that in a commercial kitchen. Was a ghost. I town. haven't worked in a commercial kitchen, but my understanding is there's a lot of people back there at all times. I worked in an Olive Garden. <laughs> there were a lot of people in that kitchen. I, listen, How big I, is this I, hotel? So yeah, I haven't worked at a commercial like restaurant. I have worked at a Papa John's, and there was a lot of people in the back of the Papa John's. Someone's got to make that pizza terrible. No, it <laughs> Sorry, it sucks so bad. Papa John's, I hate Papa Papa John's, John's pizza stinks. so much. Listen, it's I, not even pizza. I would take any, almost any sponsor's money on this show, but not <laughs> Papa. You, I just can't. Like, I can't. I can't stay say Papa John's is good. I wouldn't be able to pretend that I liked it. It's horrible. So it's I think it's VCU that has that as its like pregame meal for the media. Um, and I will go pay for something in concessions. Like <laughs> I will rather than eat the free course, Papa VCU. John's, I will go pay for it. <laughs> they they didn't just give you like a PBR and tickets to <laughs> tickets to a, a jam band. That one was bad, and the other one that's pretty bad is Duke because it's just too small to have like any sort of like media room food setup. So they just give you like concessions vouchers. You've got to go out and wait in line <laughs> to get a hot dog and a soda or whatever. I'm surprised Duke is not like small plates. Like this is <laughs> this is hot dog foam with a sprig of fresh thyme. Well, I'll tell you what. The thing this is going to be really sidetracked now, but. Um... We used at UVA for home games. We used to have like a buffet style pre um, pandemic, and now it's still it's still box lunches because part of it is like they'd have to you know bring someone into like run. I guess the company that does it now is like short staff, so like there isn't really anyone available to like run the buffet and like fill things. So now we have these like just you know the box lunches that they do for those things. It's not good. So we're always like, we used to, we reminisce about the good old days of our buffets where it used to be like chicken tender day or they'd have like pastas or the best was when you had like a noon game and they'd have like breakfast. Oh. So you'd have like a little like brunch spread before basketball. You'd come in at like 10, 10 30 and have like a scrambled eggs and French toast sticks. <laughs> it was great. I can't even express how much I love a buffet. 
Like I <laughs> love a buffet. So did you much. hit any buffets at Disney? No. So I the one of the places we ate. I, I I've thought about it. Like I just need to do a one off pod that has nothing to do with movies and be like I'm just going to talk about Disney for two hours because I love it. I will go on with that. Yeah, we should do that. Hundred percent. We ate at uh, the restaurant at Caribbean Beach called Sebastian's Bistro, and that was like family style. Like they just brought out yeah. like they brought out like the meats and the, the entrees and the stuff, and that that fucking ruled. But that was the closest thing we got to buffet. I don't know. I know uh, the Animal Kingdom restaurant is a breakfast buffet, but I don't oh, nice. don't know of any other. My buffets. biggest beef with like a breakfast buffet is that I think that is when you'll get like the worst scrambled eggs. It's like the powder eggs, oh, whatever. Yeah, well, th- you gotta go to one that has like an omelet bar. Yeah, like, I that's mean, the... there's hotel. There's like hotel breakfast, but then there are yeah. I mean an an omelet bar like hotel. Eggs are always bad. You can find breakfast buffets with like decent eggs, but you will never get yeah. good scrambled eggs at yeah. a breakfast buffet. Um, yeah. You can tell. I think you can tell a lot about a breakfast buffet by the bacon. I think. Oh, the, I was just gonna say. I think, yes. it, I think the bacon is the key. like. If it has good bacon, it's a good breakfast buffet. Like other stuff will be good. If it has that yeah. kind of stringy, thin, real again, thin. Like, I know the, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like uh, you're standing. <laughs> you can in even see Inn. through the like. Yeah, you can see through the like red parts of it. You can hold it up and be like, "Yeah, I can see you." That's this. that's it. And if that is not yeah. good, it is not. The only exception being uh, Holiday Inn Express, and this is something that like in if you play Division Two college baseball, you stayed a ton of shitty hotels. Um, <laughs> but we all there by my by my senior year after a lot of these like. If our bus, if we got to wherever we were playing and our bus pulled into a Holiday Inn Express, at least one person, usually multiple, often me would go, cinnamon rolls, let's go. The Holiday Inn Express <laughs> cinnamon rolls are Sounds amazing. fantastic. Oh my God. Such no, a I, nice have you, there, I went to one, there was like a random hotel one that had like really good biscuits and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Shame. That's Let's that's, go. A, that's a real treat. Let's go. That's where I think every hotel breakfast bar, uh, biscuits and gravy, I think is a fucking layup because it is not hard to find like decent frozen biscuits and a, yeah. and a decent sausage gravy. And like that's, you know, I think the the fl- the floor on that is is high. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah, biscuits yeah. and yes. gravy. I mean, you could just probably get whatchamacallit in bulk. Um, Pillsbury. Yeah. Yeah, I just mean, just pop those bad boys open, throw them in. Sign me Excellent. up. Excellent, that's perfect. Yeah. Anyways, you want to talk about this movie with multiple sexual assaults some more? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. uh, um. Anyways, the uh, the the match against shoot the final match. Uh, I thought that was good. I thought there was I, a lot of drama. There was the I wrote you know, it, shoot it takes delivers. the lead. You got. I, yeah. I think I think it actually delivers, and I I will start that with. Him doing his little warm ups in the 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 empty the break gym, dance warm-ups? the break dance warm ups. Yes, like listen, I don't know how wrestlers warm up. Maybe that was realistic, but going from that almost silent to boom loud gym, that is something that always, always, always works in movies for me. Yeah. Quiet room, loud yeah. packed crowd. It, they do it in Hoosiers and like every other movie, like a lot of sports movies do it. That always works for me. Um, I enjoyed that. I did not need the. Michael Matthew Matthew Modine yes Matthew Modine uh butt shot right no. before naked way um, is uh yeah interesting <laughs> which but of... I think that's actually a thing oh I'm according sure. to a couple of friends I had that wrestled it was actually like a naked way in was a thing I'm sure. um but yeah I uh 
Can- that I thought the final, I, I thought it lacked a little bit of, maybe it's just, I was at this point like so cynical on this movie um, and it being a sports movie and it almost being over. I knew he was going to win. Yeah. Um. So it lacked a little bit of the like drama in that sense. And yeah, you also texted um, me and said, I hope shoot kicks his ass. So. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Because again, it did not give me any reason to dislike shoot. And I liked the guy's work ethic. I thought that he was committed and had worked really hard to be where he was. Imagine, <laughs> imagine this movie and like they go out, they, they start wrestling and shoot flips him, pins him immediately. His nose starts running everywhere. <laughs> he gets tapped out and he looks up and Carla and Mr. Tanneran are walking out. are walking yes. away holding hands. Fade to black. Better better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's just like, um also why did she show up? She she had way too many um like spies on the ground at this high school oh yeah like i guess she said later like i guess the teacher told her that but she like knew he passed out and showed up to practice to check on him yeah. because of that why like, are you lady, hanging that around is, this high school it's not good that is not in any way your role or appropriate like you've known him again i don't think this is a great job establishing a timeline because she got a job and was like living in the spare bedroom, whatever. <laughs> not, not even like assume... a spare bedroom. She's living in his, his bedroom. bedroom. He had to go yeah, down to the sorry, basement. his bedroom. Um, but like maybe a couple months. Yeah. Like, why are you checking up on him at his high school? Because someone there told you he passed out, which he passed out because like the cute dorky chick is that we're supposed to believe it. Um, said that she loved him or something like i don't know i just i yes uh is there any scene better than the seeing elmo at the hotel like the wrestling is good but i think in terms of like acting and and what's going on in the movie i think that i will say that is my favorite i think that's where i felt the most i liked the final match though i liked all the wrestling yeah i think i liked i think i like some of the wrestling i don't know it's all kind of the same it's all kind of a blur (laughs) Uh, best it's quote. Kind of this one has an obvious best quote. Because we, um, we get the title of the movie and the quote. You're on a vision quest, no. man, trying to find your place in an inner circle. <laughs> I sent we, you the, the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. Love it. Um, love it. Um, the, <laughs> I think, oh, I, I this one made no sense to me, so I wrote this down. She's got all the things I like in girls and all the things I like in guys. That uh, That's like the... That's kind of oh, that's that's so bad. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like when on dating apps, when guys are like, "I'm looking for someone that will go drink a beer and, and we'll play, drink and beer, watch play some nine holes like, with me." So you're just looking for like a dude friend. <laughs> is what you're looking for. Like, um, the oh, I also like. The, I think the ref had the best line delivery. This isn't a street fight. This is a wrestling match. <laughs> that was my favorite when he when they started. And I don't know what in that motion was considered like too aggressive by those two guys, <laughs> but apparently it was out of bounds. Out, out, out of and line. then they re-engaged, and it looked identical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had written down. Uh, Loudon tells his dad that he's writing a paper on the clitoris, and Loudon's dad says that's sort of that female thing, isn't it? And I wrote down, "It's a wonder why his wife left him." <laughs> I'm telling you, 
I can never go back to a time in my life when I did not hear Matthew Modine say, <laughs> I want to be in space and look into a woman so I can figure out what makes them work. That was like the That's eighth grade. How that works. That was like the eighth grade joke <laughs> of like all the guys. Oh, I want to be a gynecologist, and then like you get a little older, and you're like, "That's that's fucking gross." And Loudon is like eighteen, and like, "Nope, I want to be a gynecologist." Like, oh my god, imagine In like space. Yeah. Uh, why? Um, also, I didn't know why she was like, "Make the weight, promise me." Again, I well, I got so many like, thoughts, Carla, and the other thing, I, I just saw my notes that I forgot. Elmo, great dude. Don't touch the ice with your hands, buddy. No, no. Uh, that's, that's going. That's that's going that's, to people's drinks. Don't do that. That's gross. You were probably like, did you wash it after arm wrestling with the man who was bleeding on both of your hands <laughs> before you reached into the ice maker to touch the ice with your bare hands? We are. I, I, uh, I shouted <laughs> smack dab in the middle of the AIDS crisis during this movie, and <laughs> yeah, he's just bleeding everywhere. Just it's bad. What all over that other. Yeah. Uh, Zuniga has a quote, all caps. I loved your piece on the clitoris. I showed it to my mother. And her mother was probably like, you need to stop hanging around this guy. You need to not what she's like. What is his name? I just want to talk to the sheriff. Yeah. And uh, Cooch has one shoot shoots a monster, a genuine geratoid. His own father has to use a live wire to keep him from fucking the fireplace. What does that mean? (laughs) <laughs> how did i miss that yeah. <laughs> again we don't get any of that from shoot i'm no. just like it's like she just seems like a like a pretty like a cool dude like a country strong guy who's good at wrestling yeah. oh this movie made no sense yeah uh I, i'm the the vision quest quote is my favorite like leo pointing yeah, at the, yeah that rules oh i mine mine will be carla saying not a half bad dancer as they terribly dance as they and then talk about drop like like they tap side to side swayed side to side and talk about like fumbling the bag he's been trying to get close to her for however long this creepy thing's been going on she asked him to dance at this bar he's probably not supposed to be at who knows where teachers are hanging out and stuff and then he's just like i'm gonna go home do you want to ride stay there longer what do you do no what? game no game from this no guy game. it's like he's an 18 year old <laughs> <laughs> uh most athletic moment um i didn't pick out a specific one i just said like wow wrestling looks hard wrestling 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 as a whole wrestling as a whole there's no single yeah. like the i think if i had to pick out one specific room move it is when guys pick up another guy and then flip them like over and pin them that seems very difficult yeah, the one where they did the like behind the back pin, which he seemingly the coach seemingly tried to prepare them for by saying like you know how to get out of this, and then the guy it happened to the guy and he didn't get out of it. I couldn't be in either of those positions. Like my body physically yeah, could no, not. No do that. possible way. No, no chance. Absolutely not. No. Lenny Harris Pin Shitter Award. Who's in it too oh, much? No. Oh no, who's in it too much? Mo- Carla, Modine, and Carla, and Modine. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's for sure Elmo. JC Quinn is Elmo. I have a lot of questions about Elmo and Elmo's past. So it's 85 yeah. Elmo, a hundred percent in Vietnam. Like no question. Yes. Yeah. I think what I couldn't figure out, cause you'd said he lived in the hotel, but I couldn't figure out if that was the hotel or a just random apartment building. Yeah. It might've just been a random apartment building, but it wouldn't surprise me if he lived in the hotel because yeah. that feels like the vibes that we were getting from the whole situation. Yeah. Elmo, 
Elmo seemed like a guy who had, I, that's where like the Vietnam thing, I was like dark, dark past. Like, yeah. yeah El- He's seen some shit. Yeah. Elmo's seen El- some El- shit. Elmo walked into a few villages and walked out a changed man. Um, <laughs> I, I want to shout out Zuniga, who is again, lovely and just in a completely different movie. She was fantastic. She's in a completely yeah. different movie. Totally different movie. Yeah. And then, um, Michael Schaffling is Cooch, uh, AKA. I Jake thought he Ryan. was great. He is cocaine energy with no cocaine. Yeah, because I was just kind of like, I thought there's a lot of. <laughs> there's just a lot. So you you meet him because then he he wrestles him um, to start to get the whatever different weight class, the 178 spot, and so then you think, and when he shows up on the motorcycle after his shift at the hotel, I was like, who's this strange man now? Like. This is this is off to a terrible start. You think he's there to whip um, Lowden's ass? Yes, and then they're like buddies, and he like gives he's like riding along with them, like offering support from his like motorcycle. Um, and then he turns out to be like a pretty good friend. <laughs> <laughs> but he oddly, the plan for Loudon Swain to become the one sixty eight wrestler to take on Shoot Brian Shoot from the other school is big enough news that it's like read on the morning announcements or the lunchtime announcements like it was announced to the entire they school. take their wrestling imagine you're, <laughs> imagine you're in high school and you're at lunch one day <laughs> started this like it's like you know almost the winter semester time frame whatever and then like principal or someone or student announcements come over the intercom <laughs> and they're like talking about one wrestler changing weight classes it's like it did our our guy Loudon is moving from tight end to linebacker. This is going to be big for us. Like, this it season. makes no sense. Like, and everyone's like, Oh shit. That's like the big news of the day. Like all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't know why, why everyone can't like, I get it. If it's like, you know, wrestling, but to assume that everyone in the entire school is up enough on, uh, on, re- like, on the ins and outs on of Thompson, wrestling. On Thompson wrestling, that they also know who shoot is and why that weight class is important was just too funny to me. Yeah. Also, speaking of football, there were enough dudes in that wrestling team to form a football team. It was a huge team. Uh, it was like team. the first note I wrote. Huge team. <laughs> how team? How big is oh this team? Oh, my God. And like, the, yeah. yeah, incredible. Um, also, not enough uh, go get him attitude from that wrestling team because when he asked who wants to challenge the number one wrestler, the only idiot that raised his hand was the guy who was already a number one wrestler and was going to throw the team's chances down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourselves out there, kids. Yeah. Take on that number one guy. Have some gumption, folks. Yeah. Uh, The Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. Jesus. I mean... Fiorentino. Fiorentino is... 100%. I've been trying to keep it together, but... Oh my God. Like a revelation. Listen, like Fiorentino, what we see her like a little less than 15 years later in men in black. And like, yeah, you know, still, yeah, yeah. still so good in this. And I was like, Holy yeah. what? Like, Oh my she God. Looked fantastic. This, this segment came about because of my feelings on, on Peter Gallagher, a man. And <laughs> I am not afraid to little say little hint for rom-com month. <laughs> <laughs> so excited um but i even texted you i was like her voice it is something it's it's it works yeah it's the whole yeah that's that's again she could have had the entirety of spokane wrapped around her finger and she's like 
Yeah. Let's let's hit up the creepy nose bleeding wrestler. Let's make him my my conquest here. Um, we know there was a hotel. Yeah. She could have, and I'm sure if you're an employee, maybe you can get like a discount on the. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. I just that was. Yeah, she oh, is. So she incredible. is rocking it. I will like. I will say, uh, Cooch, like, just to to give give Jacqueline some credit, she loves loves him in Sixteen Candles. So Cooch, I mean, in this movie though, he's he's rocking a headdress, which is then very like poor taste because he's not at all actually Native American, and he's got that kind of weird like mohawk haircut. But objectively, this is I think what you would put down as like the example of cultural appropriation. Yes, yes. (laughs) At least he knows it though. At least he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, shit. What was like Swift Elk or something was his like. Yeah. That's what he introduced um, himself to Carla as. That's yeah. like, that's his move. Is like I'm Swift yeah. Elk. Yeah. Okay. Best time, worst time. Does anyone have a great time? I think Loudon in his head kind of has a good time. Like he seems yeah, to like that. He he probably does. Yeah. He uh, or he thinks he does. Yeah. Um, Cooch has a bad time. Like bad dad. Uh, staring at some naval service that he is certainly not enthused about. No. Um, uh, yeah, he has a pretty terrible time. Um, Carla, like this. Car, like Carla. Seem Carla's in kind of like dire straits in life. Like her car, her junker car craps out. She ends up at this place with this, you know, staying at this place with this creepy high school kid, like. Yeah, I man. It's one of those like no one has a great time you know who doesn't have a good time poor shoot 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 doesn't have a good time dude's but working I his think ass shoot, off like i yeah i think shoot has a he has this one loss and then he goes undefeated the rest of the way he repeats the state champion he goes to wrestle wrestle at washington state or university of washington or something and he's great shoot ends yeah. shoot ends up good shoot ends up the winner out of this yeah um because I, I feel like it's a big, like, no one has a super great time and no one has a horrible time. Yeah. Um, Like, because even the dad, you, I was like, well, the dad is a pretty good, like, but he gets fired. Yeah. He gets another job, right? Like, I don't think. I think so. Yeah. They like kind of, he said something, he was like, oh, I've got a job interview. I think that's what they said. I don't know if he, I'm assuming he got the yeah, job. Yeah, I think I he's remember. like a mechanic. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of body shops in Spokane. Yeah, I guess so. For people that drive the wrong way to California. Yeah. Oh my God. Unless you're coming from like Michigan. Yeah. And even then, there's probably a much faster way. Carla needed a map. I so I've spent some time in Spokane. I had to do some training up there, and so I went from I had other training in San Diego. So essentially, the reverse. Um, and you go. I went up through. We call that a reverse, like, Carla. first carla i went up through vegas utah like salt lake and then uh, like cut through a little corner of idaho and montana because spokane's like super Mm -hmm. eastern washington um that's where i saw my friend and i who were there um for the training we did um we went to see the orphan oh i'm out on that i've seen it once and nope I swear to you, when I tell you, I almost kicked my flip-flop. This is summer. I almost kicked my shoe because I had my feet up. I don't like to have, and I know that, like, you know, there's something to be said for, like, it's not very polite to have your feet on the back of the seat in front of you, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. I don't like to have my feet on the ground for scary movies. (laughs) 
I know it's not rational, but I jumped so hard and I had like my feet up and kind of crossed like one over the other. And I jumped so hard that my left foot, which was the bottom one, kicked the back of my right foot. And I am telling you, when I like arched and like move my toes up to catch it, it was like on the edge of my foot. (laughs) And that thing would have gone, that would have gone at least seven rows in front of us. Like, can you imagine if you're just watching this terrifying movie and you get hit in the back of the head with a sandal? (laughs) I would have left the theater. I would have left. That movie was awful. Yeah, that was my future roommate. Not the same one, the wrestler, but um, that she loved scary movies and she would talk me into going to see them and then I would always regret it because I hate scary movies. I just can't handle it. Scream is going to be the only one we ever do on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of scary things, the Keith Morrison Award for what from this movie could be a Dateline episode? Well, Carla was on her way to San Francisco <laughs> to start her new life. Loudon Swain had other ideas. <laughs> Loudon Swain had other ideas. I mean, unfortunately, a, da- a Dateline episode would be like Loudon Swain was a star wrestler, at Washington State yes. University. That's true. But he was harboring Until some dark passed. ambitions. Until he passed, passed, cr- crossed paths, there it is. Crossed paths with a young drifter named Carla. Loudon Swain was just a local Spokane gynecologist. <laughs> In space. <laughs> Loudon Swain was, was living a nice life in the International Space Station, just as the international is the moon's only gynecologist. <laughs> No, they don't explain why he wants to do it in space. Oh, yeah. There's a a bevy of. Ooh, that's terrifying. Ooh. Brian Shute was just a normal wrestling star in Washington State until things got heated between him and a wrestler from another school. This is Dateline. This is Dateline. <laughs> oh, terrifying. Ooh. It'd actually be a 60 minutes episode on what wrestlers like wrestler diets. Yeah, that would actually it would be (laughs) everyone knew him as coach, but should he have been known to the authorities? (laughs) Something on like he under his watch. Players had some questionable diet habits. Yeah, Loudon Swain collapsed in school. And that wasn't the worst of his problems. And then he was encouraged to continue. (laughs) Because he climbed a peg wall. (laughs) Because of a (laughs) 15-second example of exerting himself to the fullest. Should he be around students? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anyone else likes these, but they make me laugh. I know, I know. I love this. Uh, Another thing I love, roster moves. Who should be Air Bud in this movie? (laughs) I think Cooch is the perfect air. I was going to say Cooch, and then I was like, maybe Elmo. <laughs> He's just arm wrestling air. He's arm wrestling air, until he goes to get this weird pep talk. Airbud barks the monologue about Pele. <laughs> <laughs> so Elmo during the, during the final match, Elmo's in the stands at the auditorium. He's got, like a, a, cigarette. He's got a cigarette <laughs> in his mouth. Which means oh, Airbud would have a cigarette in his mouth watching Loudon wrestle. Incredible. What if Brian Shute is Airbud? 
<laughs> Loud's home. He's carrying a log. Yeah. <laughs> Loud's like, I've, I've got to cut to 35 pounds to wrestle this golden retriever. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, and that, that'd be another Airbud sequel. Like, what's the golden wrestler or something? I don't know. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, okay. The Big Chill. So this movie has one moment that it is trying for a big chill moment when Loudon walks in, you know, d- like I said, a moment that works for me in most movies, you know, quiet room walks into a loud arena. Does it work for you? No, <laughs> it worked for me. It, it still Didn't got it? me. I wasn't, I wasn't that bought into Loudon, but when he walks into that, walks into that loud gym, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, let's rock. Let's go fight. Shoot. <laughs> pretty, that, that was like, I'm probably pretty sure when I text you that I hope shoot kicked his ass. <laughs> I just was in the full, like, let's get, let's go. I kind of so. dug it. I, I, I kind of yeah. dug it. Um, but last category before more restore prequel, sequel, or no. remake. <laughs> so I was telling you before we started that because of like how weird stranger things is, there's a clear timeline where, where Loudon grows up, becomes like a weird, creepy doctor, somehow travels back in time and becomes his character in Stranger Things. That is on the board. Yeah. No, I, so I, I actually, my, I changed mine to remake where you take all the suggestions that I've made and make this an actually good movie. I think this is actually like prime for remake. I think this could be an incredible, cause it's like, it's yeah. far enough where there's, uh, there's a good amount of people who still like it and still know of it, but it could still be like this new cool sports movie. And it's something that wrestling so untapped. I actually think this would be a great remake. Like if this showed up on Netflix, Get the kid. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, you could take the kid. Uh, is it? Um, da, 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 da. I am saying who I would buy as an actually likable, not creepy main character is get Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger that's, Things that's, who that's plays who I, Lucas Sinclair. Yeah, that is that is who I was thinking as well. I was, I was thinking which of the Stranger Things kids would work, and he is the one who would work. He's it. None, of, none of the others would work, but... No, not at all. Although... Get it, him. They do, they, they do, do they do female wrestling? It depends, I think, on the school and the district yeah. and what's available. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to put anything past Millie Bobby Brown, but like Caleb McLaughlin, yeah, yeah could absolutely do that. He would be awesome, He'd be I so think. Good. And that's, again, make it a not creepy. You can still deal with hormones and emotions and angst without it being the the creepy way they went about it. Yeah. Man, you know who would have killed this part when he was like 18 is Glenn Powell. Would have been. <laughs> 100%. Fant- <laughs> would have been fantastic <laughs> in this. <laughs> yes. All right, we have gone an hour and 30 minutes on this. I think we have well sufficed what the patrons wanted in, in voting this movie. <laughs> I hope I hope no one's too mad at me for not liking this I one. texted Caroline. I was like, big screen sports doesn't have work comp, but if it did, she might qualify for sitting through this. Uh, this one was tough for me. Caroline. Again, I just, yeah, there. <laughs> where can the folks follow you? Uh, you can find me at CW Darney on Twitter, um, or you can come on over to Bet for the Win and For the Win and check out some of that Oscars content or NFL stuff that we talked about. Or college basketball is cruising right now too, so it's my favorite time of the year is college basketball season. 
And if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you want to support this show and have a say in what this show covers, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash big screen sports. Next week, we are starting rom-com month. Uh, patrons have, have voted in two movies for rom-com month. Carolina and I are both very excited. It's going to be a fantastic month. And I I'm will set. say, the original goal for the Patreon page was that once we hit 30, I will do a monthly live watch, and we'll do like a live watch or a live chat or something like that of a movie. So we are we are three patrons away from that goal. So let's, let's make that happen. Uh, and as for us, we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.